right. Aloha and welcome to uh, maybe uh, an episode of Refining with Randos, maybe just a random yeah. conversation or something, but uh, I'm Kalepa and yeah, this Andrew. is Andrew, so I am the one watching on now, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's good. So, that's good. Yeah. The community so, grows. <laughs> yeah, well, we talked a lot about Star Wars, but before that, we were doing a bunch with uh, War of the Rings. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was that was good. <laughs> a lot of story-driven conversation. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I mean, that started a lot with your uh, screenwriting and whatnot, so which was cool. I'm hoping that that channel gets kicking off more and more. Yeah, I, definitely. I want it to stick around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, so. I mean, we could start with a, our little analysis of uh, the Last Jedi that we did, because that was Lord. that was okay. a, well. I mean, we could start with like the basis, and we could just say that you know, I think what we came down to is that um, it was sort of a inconsistent movie. Yeah, put it that way, because like my big thing was that like the main characters were good. But the the supporting characters lacked a lot. Like Captain Phasma, she yeah, was, like, was she like did nothing the whole movie, yeah. and then she just died. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. That's true. I just and for me, it was the inconsistencies were more on the uh, like the 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 actual filmmaking side of it um mm-hmm. or I, I guess probably on the writing there's there's some oh it's just a bunch of a lot of little things added up that like yeah amazing in some ways and then you know in the edit or in just lazy writing um yeah. having some dumb moment that kind of takes you out of the narrative that like oh yeah i'm watching a movie I yeah yeah i'm i don't know a lot of film talk like i'm not like a like because I've never made a film, but I know like decent writing when it's there, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. So, um, yeah. yeah, they did. I like deconstruction though. That's mm-hmm. a thing that I, you know, I'm a big uh, Kotor Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> fan. So, yeah, that the second one, especially, both of them. But yeah, yeah. deconstruction of like the Force and this this whole Star Wars universe is like a big thing with it. Yeah. And so to see Ryan Johnson doing that was pretty cool to attempt that. Um, yeah. It went against what the the Force Awakens was kind of just a, you know, prequel trilogy yeah. refresher. Um, so it was cool to see that new direction. But I think he definitely, yeah, was a bit inconsistent with it and didn't didn't respect the fandom quite enough yeah i was not a big fan of the force awakens i think i like the last jedi more because like the the force awakens it was just a safe movie they just needed to play it safe they they yeah. couldn't do anything crazy yeah but i mean another thing i was thinking about was like luke's character in um the last jedi and i was thinking there's really two options that they had go with like the EU crazy Luke and, <laughs> or, awesome. um, 
that would have been awesome, but I feel like it wouldn't have been as realistic, you know? Yeah, no, not at all. But because, like, EU Luke is just, I would almost put him in the category of overpowered. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. the lightning, like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot so. of stuff in that that he, or just EU in general, most, yeah. most characters, it's a little bit romantic or a little bit over the top with yeah what yeah, everyone's definitely. capable of but yeah that's i liked where they went with luke mm-hmm. yeah uh, i like they it were too. they were irre- irreverent with it which i was not appreciative of i mean i didn't really care I've, luke has never been like my favorite character with star wars mm-hmm. uh but they should have been a little more delicate with it um, there's yeah. certain things that he did that is just kind of like it's gonna it's gonna get a reaction out of these yeah. fans. I think, but but to explore that that imperfection, um, mm-hmm. to to explore that doubt and that fear, and mm-hmm. what that fear leads to, the decision making that it leads to, and you know that whole and the different people telling different stories, different perspectives. I liked that depth to Luke because before he's just like good old guy that's not going to do anything wrong and he's just going to save the world to where it was I don't know I like that people hated it but yeah yeah people wanted the hero but really the hero was supposed to be Rey yeah yeah she's gonna she has to be the hero and I hope that really happens in this movie next one it's gonna be interesting I Really, my only ex I mean, I, I have some expectations. I don't like to have expectations for things because then, like, I could become really disappointed. And I didn't have any expectations for the last ones. So <laughs> hopefully, this yeah. doesn't go sour for me. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the one thing that they definitely need to do is have Luke as a force ghost. I feel like if they don't do that, that's just a huge missed opportunity yeah so i give i give disney a lot more credit than most people do um yeah i feel like he or they uh uh they know what they're doing um yeah they've they've made some some dumb choices obviously but they're pretty pretty clever and uh i i don't know I don't think they'll blow this. I mean, I could be eating my words tomorrow or <laughs> the next couple of days when I end up watching it, but yeah, I, I have regained some trust. Um, so I, at some point I started to slip into some fandom menace side of things, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, that you, yeah, there's, there's two sides to it, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like it's so much easier to just hate on an inconsistent movie than to nitpick the the stuff that's really bad and the stuff that's good. Yeah. Because, like, I really liked the Force connection that Kylo and Rey had. Like, that was such a sneaky and such a good writing so, technique. Yeah, that... Uh... Force bond with the the Star Wars stuff that I'm writing. That's a big uh, thing with it is a force bond connection. Um, yeah, and so it was. Yeah, that helped a lot with fleshing that out and trying to. I I really like that kind of 
intimate level of of force connection not just like a Oh, I feel like kind of yeah you're like yeah yeah I, I dig it yeah it's just like a deeper level of like when like Yoda felt those Jedi being killed you know on Kashyyyk you know but yeah. just more yeah 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 I like that narrative with uh well I guess I'll just ask you what uh what is the force in your opinion like what what's your take on i don't know if you you might not have an opinion but <laughs> i'm wondering what your take is on that that sort of thing because it's a very interesting topic in my opinion on like the force in general or yeah, like is it uh just with yeah with like is it an entity is it a just an energy thing is it a is the will of the force like an active is it a god one or a god two you know what I mean? like, <laughs> like, there's a lot of i don't think it's a god two <laughs> i'm just saying obviously i'm talking about in <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. This universe and yeah of course um, um i guess it'd be like maybe like an energetic an entity that like you could sort of like tap into that you can like poke at Word. which is why i like um like i feel like having rays in a way come from nothing is not bad because it can be like anyone can technically use the force it doesn't have yeah. to be these kids that are raised you know and like taught from like when they're four you know yeah, it's not a hereditary or whatever passed down trait. Yeah, because like necessarily. that's yeah, because that's how it's always been with Skywalker. Like that's just like a whole hereditary. But yeah. I would like to actually see Ray's parents basically not being anything. You know, like have them basically have them have, follow through with that. Yeah, yeah, have them like actually have something rather than like them just not being anywhere. You know yeah so that would be nice to have as well in rise of the skywalker yeah, yeah. we'll see how they conclude it'll be interesting to see how uh jj for the first yeah. time finishes a yeah yeah a saga or a project you know yep yeah because he's never if, done it see if we get losted yeah <laughs> please no <laughs> that'd be uh i've never watched the lost fully through so i started it i got to like a episode or two after that like polar bear thing that's like the last thing i remember <laughs> you got out before yeah it was that was a rough ending <laughs> Yeah, that's why I've heard. It's time for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I've been watching a lot of The Office actually, and I found it very interesting because it's all character driven most most of the time. You know, it's the same scene basically, yeah. 
but it's like all character driven. Like the first like two seasons, there's not like a new person at all. It's just new stuff happening, which I think is a testament to their amazing writing. Yeah. Of whoever. And a, yeah. And a lot of improv kind of stuff. Um, yeah. They did a lot of just on the fly. Oh, that's yeah. good. Let's redo that. I'll, I won't <laughs> laugh this time. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched any like behind the scenes stuff for that. Cause I've never like, cause I've never gotten into TV shows. It's a lot of Boring. commitment. <laughs> and, that's the thing with Lost. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I finally have gotten to like the third or fourth season, I think is where I'm at. So I haven't watched a bunch recently because I just got through finals. So <laughs> that's a, yeah, that shows a good. and Yeah. It's, it's also hard for me because sometimes I get really bad secondhand cringe so like I'll be watching it and I'll have to pause it and just walk away when like when Michael. um when Michael <laughs> does some stupid shit I'm just like no <laughs> yeah that's... Like, damn it Michael <laughs> but that gets as the show to your point with uh you know being character driven that's the beautiful thing about the U.S. Office is the fact that they uh the characters develop as it goes on. Like yeah. Michael becomes yeah, a beautiful character. Yeah. Um, that yeah. you love, like you love. Yeah. Like, like I've first, gotten attached the to them. I've gotten yeah. attached to them. Yeah. So the cringe, the cringe changes from this, like, uh, to, to there's an intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like That's what's cool about shows. Yeah. Is you, you get intimate with these characters. Yeah. And so a deeper level of, something yeah. happens yeah now it's well now it's the cringe that i'm just sad that that happened i'm like no michael yeah, don't do that. yeah. it's like no <laughs> you're better than this man <laughs> yeah that's i like that though that's a that's a good point with the difference of tv show and film yeah is that that ability to dive into um a commitment a relationship yeah. you know in yeah. a certain way to where yeah. a film is like wow you know it wows you way more and it's more yeah they, well they have to to bring you exactly. in exactly so and it's and it's it's boom 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 like it's stacked yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's compressed in so it's a, a roller coaster ride yeah i was watching a bit of solo actually right before this mm. because you said you really liked solo so <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I should watch oh, a little bit. So I, I, I think I got like 30 minutes in. More. So that, so that includes the, uh, well, most likely, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. My favorite scene of it was uh, when he fails out of flight school and gets sent to the front. Yep. That scene. Hmm yeah star wars that's the star wars that i've been waiting for is that yeah gritty chaotic yeah gnarly kind of environment um it's not clean it's not you you can't tell what it's just like that battle you know that's that's yeah it was so good yeah yeah have you uh, yeah i really liked that scene that was so 
so well like just like the writing in that scene was so good it's just like oh there's a this is like the star wars huh there's like a, a a longer version of it as well oh really um because it was chopped down hmm. for time yeah in the released edition unfortunate it happens <laughs> yeah nature of the beast but um yeah, I really like that. I also really liked how um, Chewie and Han met with uh, that whole thing. <laughs> that was pretty cool. They, yeah, the, with with Solo, um, there's certain little things that I wish they would have tweaked to make okay. it a little less like, uh, was it like fan servicey? Yeah, but I got it. Yeah. it. I do appreciate stuff as well. Like people hated certain things. I'm like. Yeah, fun. people like, like it's fun. It doesn't have to be everything. Doesn't yeah. have to be badass or you know. Yeah, have you seen the Mandalorian? No. Um, so when I've I've been up in Washington for the past month or so, mm-hmm. uh, and haven't had Wi-Fi or oh, wow. any type of stuff, <laughs> been digging into some stuff and and working on some stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that ha- I moved up there the day. Mandalorian started. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, ah, dang it. <laughs> yeah, I need to. Um, yeah, I need to watch that because apparently it's really good. So it's like, I've been Disney can it. do it. Can, yeah. Disney can make good Star Wars. So well, Mandalorian is actually when I turned my view around mm-hmm. um, about as far as like the fandom menace and Kennedy and and Disney and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, I was never like super in the end of the fandom menace, but I was on that side of opinion of like, yeah, they're just effing this up. <laughs> yeah. And they don't know what they're doing. That's more of it. They don't know yeah. what they're doing. That's the, the idea. But when Mandalorian really started to come into, like they started really talking about what it's going to be. And then the trailer came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, no, they... <laughs> they're fine they're fine yeah. they know yeah. what they're doing. i feel like maybe the force i feel like the force awakened might have been like rushed or something there must have been something behind the scenes that caused it to not be a good film i don't know to me it was because of the last jedi unfortunately when you switch directors in the middle of a trilogy you, you oh. lay the foundation and yeah. then you go into this other one yeah and you do you don't follow the story at all uh, yeah it, he yeah jj really yeah. has a, a tough nut to crack with this last one trying to mesh all of that together and make it a satisfying trilogy yeah yeah and that was like the issue with the hobbit <laughs> where yeah. they they had uh yeah. Jackson come in halfway through production or whatever. And they're like And he I didn't really it, so. he didn't even want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well that was he knew. A, yeah. He knew it was gonna happen and it happened that he was gonna have Lord of the Rings in the back of his mind. Yep. And yep. so he's just gonna keep trying to make that. Yeah. Which that happened. Yeah. That was there's nothing really to nitpick from there. <laughs> it was just bad through the whole thing 
Yeah, just go watch Lindsay Ellis's. Yeah, show. yeah. If you haven't she, seen she it yet, she covered it. She covered so it pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah. That With was... the Mandalorian, I, uh, I definitely. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I thought it was going to be more uh, like adult oriented, mm-hmm. but it's it's totally isn't it kid kid kind as well. Mm. Um, so that was surprising, but I think they're still edging towards a little more adultish or mature, I guess. Yeah, because um, that I would like to see, and that's kind of like with asking you about the force you know what is the force like there's a lot in and it's the reason i love legends the eu yeah because there's a lot of of deeper stuff to be explored and a lot of um stories that can translate into the real world and and transfer out the the fruit as well Mm -hmm. um you know you can Oh, see it. I can see <laughs> religion or philosophy or whatever in a different yep. kind of way. And it makes sense. Stoicism yeah. or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah so I, I would like to see a, an adult side of Star Wars come about um, yep. for that reason. Just because yeah. there's and whatnot that could do yeah. a lot of good. I think there was a lot of that that also was in The Force Awakens as well. But, like, The Last Jedi, there was more, like, mature, I guess you could say, themes going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with um, yeah. with the dark side cave that Ray went into. Like, that's was interesting. Yeah, Brian, Brian Johnson, he was very much um, in that explore... Yeah. the force a little deeper and that's why i was talking about the deconstruction yeah. you know just like uh, it could be a little more nuanced than yep. we've thought about it before yep. to yep. where before george lucas and company can be in and some section of the fans as well it can be like no it's it's a simple hero story universe you know like yeah. it's just binary good bad um you know like light and dark that's all it is yeah and then there's uh, i don't know man yeah well then there's like revan you know well that's exactly the (laughs) that's what i'm saying like that's the story that i'm telling i love that guy darth revan i don't know such a good story from him like bouncing back between those two sides see but that's that's the reason I'm writing the stories because that I'm writing is because yeah. I see some of that as like a, a misunderstanding of Revan's character. Mm-hmm. Um, like what, what would it look like to be fully kind of like Quagon Jin, mm-hmm. uh, to be fully submitted to the force, fully surrendered to the force, uh, despite the order that you belong to or the love that you have or the injustices that you see or the you know like all this stuff like to be fully the the status quo the the social norms um 
but still not not never falling into the dark yep. uh, but yeah so it, it brings in a lot with like the jedi mm-hmm. um, and this is you know getting into some real nerd oh yeah <laughs> well we could go down but, uh, nerd hole. <laughs> so there's the, the the story that i like from legends the, yeah. the way of looking at it is uh there's the planet of tython it was way back in the in the way before um you know 20 30,000 years before the battle of yavin and yeah. the whole skywalker saga uh these random uh diamond shaped ships went throughout the galaxy and got all these force sensitive people from all these different planets and the eight different ships um i can't remember what they're called all convened on it's bad dude <laughs> uh, but they all convened on tython where there was a yeah. version of all those ships yeah and um and there the jedi order began yeah. um which included like the the order of the bendu yeah. um and whatnot they were like some of the main priests or whatever of yeah. this and uh the thing with the jedi was they were they weren't a light side versus dark side it was a balance um and so it's i can be misheard with that so it's balancing the force is not balancing light side and dark side yeah it's balancing ashla and bogan which is the harmony and chaos like it's it's not good and bad it's it's um you know like feminine and masculine it's it's uh you know just calling it the light side and the dark side like that injustice yeah it it limits it and it that's kind of a lot of the point of the the whole show but it's yeah yeah just diving into the because even in reality like stuff is nuanced you know don't lie um But if you're hiding uh, some person that's being genocided, then yeah. lie to whoever's trying <laughs> to find them. You yeah. know what I mean? Or yeah. don't kill. But, you know, like there's, there's yep. nuance to things. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot more to it than, than is, you know, on the surface. Yeah. And that's what, like, a good story is. Sort of yeah. like a Lord of the Rings, you know. There's also a lot of deep stuff in um, Tolkien Legendary. There's just yeah, for real. all of that stuff before the Lord of the Rings. Um, it's actually interesting because I was watching something about um, after Lord of the Rings, and Tolkien didn't really write much because... Mm when he started writing it, it was mostly going to be about like the race of men. And, but then it was going to be, they were going to sort of have a downfall again. And it was sort of like, I think what he realized is that it's like the cycle of bad and good is it's going to keep on going. You know, there's going to be yeah, times yeah. where it cycles through and that happens in the real world as well. So yeah. pendulum swinging back and forth. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, and I didn't, I didn't know um, 
till somewhat recently, you know, recent years, um, I didn't know that there was so much more besides. Oh, yeah. like, I thought The Hobbit was, you know, like you got The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, and that's mm-hmm. his breadth yeah, of work or whatever. So much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have Silmarillion in here, <laughs> but somewhere around here. Yeah. That's so be good. A, a fun deep dive. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be reading that soon, I think. So, but I have to return a king right in front of me. Boom. About 100 pages in. So, nice. Wait I'll probably it. be finishing that over break. So, yeah, I've been liking it. It's just so good. <laughs> Tolkien, just a master of it all. He really started the fantasy genre. Yeah, yeah, the 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 modern, the yeah. modern one, modern yeah, for fan, real. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched a couple of videos on that of how it. He was pretty emulated. As soon as mm-hmm. those books were successful, everyone's like, "Yep, okay. <laughs> he's got that right." That worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah, and then it's like, how much else he wrote. And then, like, you could look at all of his letters that he sent, and you could try and, like, interpret that. It's like, he's got so much stuff. And it's cool that you're doing something with that, too. So, yeah, that'll, we'll see about that. That's, um, yeah. With Revan, uh, (laughs) the amount of, like, research and stuff. Like all that Tython stuff and whatnot yep. is just like, yep. <laughs> it's obviously writing the whole story has been very helpful for me in exploring this stuff and, and in um, like writing myself into that character of, of Oren or Revan mm-hmm. um, and to, to explore these different ideas and, and yeah, just that, that kind of stuff. It's, it is, taken a ton of so that's been helpful for me to just do that but apart from that so spending so much time researching crap basically if it's not for anything you know if the show doesn't happen or whatever it's just like well i know a crap ton about the old republic of star wars but uh you know yeah yeah which i wasn't i didn't i wasn't a diehard fan like i went to all the movies growing up and mm-hmm. loved Star Wars and whatnot, but yeah. you know, wasn't a a Star Wars nerd at all yeah. until the the Revan kind started um, yeah. in my head, and I was like, I just loved it. <laughs> yeah, and just got you know a little bit obsessed and yeah, wanted to do it. Yeah, there's justice. just so much Star Wars out there, even like canon or not. There's just like. Yeah, as soon as you get outside canon, it's just there's just everything there. Yeah, yeah. It's like once you get outside the movies, you're like, it's like a fire hose. Yeah, it's like a tsunami. It's like oh, (laughs) there's all of this. (laughs) So all that to say that with with diving into like Silmarillion, yep, yeah, it uh, you know trying to do that justice is going to require. I've probably another heightened level of, <laughs> you know, respect and, and research and oh, yeah. whatnot that yeah. I'm a little 
hesitant <laughs> to dive into yeah. that for now at least. Definitely would be, be intimidating. Be yeah. But it's fun and yeah, I love doing it and it's helpful for me. Yeah. It helps me sort through stuff and learn about myself and learn about the world and telling stories and yeah, all that kind. Yeah. Yeah, I've been sort of tinkering with a fantasy that like I was gonna ask you about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been almost I started writing um sort of like the background for it. Mm-hmm. So like a more or less like an origin story for the whole for the universe? Yeah. Or the, the story or for a character the, for the for the universe that it would all operate in. So it's been interesting. Um, it definitely involves a lot of like light versus not light versus dark, but sort of having them together, mm. keeping them in one spot. So I'm actually, I'm probably going to finish that up. Um, in a probably by the, in like a couple weeks, I'm like halfway done with it. My issue is there's some like action scenes in it. And I I don't think I'm very good at doing action justice. So, so I would say um, just write what happens. Yeah. Don't skip the specifics, the trying to figure out, you know, if yeah. you know that someone dies in the battle, <laughs> figure that out. You know, if someone gets wounded or like what, you know, what yeah. occurs from it, just figure that out. Yeah. Well, at a certain point, you'll learn how to do that. Well, I'll give a little yeah. sneak peek. So yeah, it's okay. um, it's only two people. That's the thing. Okay. There's only it's two it's two gods that are more or less duking it out. Word. At the end, um, technically the white god wins, but he meshes with the dark god more or less. Hmm. So, and then, I mean, you we could it's sort of like era Uluvatar and then like or not he sort of becomes like that and then but there's the I can't I, I know I made a a name for these um uh because I I sort of created a language uh for yeah. yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> uh it's not super fleshed out but I just got like the phonetics and the the restraints photo tactics on it um so this whole thing is just chipping away though like, yeah that's something you'll learn as well like creating a universe you're just always going to be so the fact yeah. that you already have that foundation of a yeah. language is pretty yeah <laughs> yeah well i feel like language comes very well to me i don't know why okay i just Word. it just like yeah i just, I just especially linguistics it just like it's like makes sense it's just like like i created that language and the basis of it in like two days so it's just like is that a main draw or was that a main draw to tolkien oh yeah 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 that that aspect because i didn't know till recently like till i discovered that there was so much more yeah i didn't know how like in depth and like fully uh, it's astounding yeah yeah 
what he did with that is yeah ridiculous yeah yeah he went all in he's um yeah it's um yeah that definitely drew me to Tolkien because he's yeah but it's mine sort of it's not similar to Elvish it's got like it's interesting it's like it's like a compounding language sort of like how hungarian operates but then it has phonotactics like japanese so like the word structures like that okay. <laughs> it's yeah i'm just geeking out on languages right now <laughs> I, I i don't have a it's a bit over my head so i appreciate it i i, get I could saying. probably send you a, a series about making languages word so it's it's good but i'll probably be done with that origin story in a couple weeks word and it'll be for uh for novels yeah yeah writing but i think it could in theory it could you know go to film maybe word transfer over yeah I think it would have an easy transfer over, potentially. It's hard to say. But I'm going to use a lot of, like, soft magic, like uh, how Tolkien uses magic as well. Yeah. Because I just love how he uses magic with Gandalf. And and then, like, also the gods as well, like, of the Ainur and stuff like that. Or, yeah. Yeah. It, it makes uh yeah i don't know it adds a fun element to um the the narrative and it also is helpful for a writer if you do it correctly um yeah. to do some really cool things um it makes certain things a little easier you know yeah. if like if you didn't have magic at all you're like well crap yeah. how are they going to get out of this but <laughs> yeah uh, but if you're not you know that's but at this point if you're a lazy writer they're going to see through your just using magic to get out of stuff yeah you can't really but it's yeah i don't know it allows for some cool situations in my opinion yeah and like with heart yeah yeah you can't use it to just be like scapegoating stuff but uh but then like that's where like hard magic is easier because like you have those set rules in place so you can't exactly, yeah. you can't mess around with it yeah so like, uh, full metal alchemist yeah yeah harry potter is a great example of Word. hard magic because it's just like yeah. straight magic it's like how you think about magic yeah so which is also incredible about um jk rowling how she made that like whole the mythology stuff behind yeah things yeah i mean just like how she when people think of magic now and like wands people just think of harry potter now similar thing to to tolkien yeah in fantasy yeah that's no, true very true so the question is what so so fantasy that's happened yeah. And like hard magic, that's happened. <laughs> so what what is left for us to to not pioneer, but like 
yeah disrupt and you know what genre is there still yeah well i mean i want to sort of carve my own little niche in the fantasy so maybe we'll see (laughs) do it (laughs) (laughs) you and your gifts (laughs) i'd send it right now I think uh, Jeff will have to edit that one in for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if uh, with him help coming back in. Yeah. For the last movie, tied into the Star Wars talk. Yeah. What if he says it during the movie? Oh man. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Beautiful. I wouldn't complain it. too much. Not at all. <laughs> Yeah, I just hope they do it. At least, like, I mean, they gotta do a decent job. But I don't think it'll be the last Star Wars movie for sure. I think they'll do like little single stuff, like Solo. It'd be cool if they did Kenobi. Well, they're they're doing a show yeah. for it, right? Oh, really? I think I I heard something about that today. It might be a movie. That would be cool. It's there, but they're doing it one way or the other. Um, nice. I remember, I saw you and McGregor, or you know, oh McGregor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, announce it. Mm-hmm. Finally got to announce it. Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, I. I'm glad that they kind of put the halt on, because they were really getting going. Mm-hmm. Like they seemed like next year the year after and the year after that like they were i i think they were going too hastily into stuff i think they were going to ruin some stuff by mm-hmm. making it when they could have just slowed down yeah fully thought it out fully developed it made yeah it the best that it could be and then started off on it um instead of just like trying to get things going yeah you, you're wasting some of the best stories in in Star Wars doing oh, so. Oh yeah. Star so, Wars takes time. Sci-fi yeah. fantasy stuff takes a lot of time. Yeah. So I'm glad that the uh D and D has kinda got I don't know if they got let go, but mm-hmm. that that just got postponed and then um Ryan Johnson's stuff kinda got postponed. So the fact that they've slowed it down makes me pretty happy. Um, makes me yeah. trust them a bit more. I mean, like, whatever. No matter what, I don't really. <laughs> yeah, doesn't affect hey. me too much, but I'd appreciate a good story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would just be a shame if they wasted like a bunch of time, and I'm sure they cost tons of money to produce yeah. these movies. So, well, for me, save it's your more money of a, and time. For me, it's more of a you got once you make the the story, like if they, my fear, my big fear was that they were going to do Revan. Like they were just going to, as quick mm. as they could, get Keanu Reeves and bust out <laughs> as quick as possible. But Keanu Reeves would be so good for that. <laughs> it would be so good. That would make me so happy. If they could just do yes, a good story no. with it. If they just did one movie. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, like a standalone. Is, you could you could spend you could spend a decade yeah on 
of like a movie every year on Revan's life. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like it's yeah. His story is so crazy. So much stuff that that's what I'm saying that it'd be a waste. Like, yeah, it yeah. still would be entertaining and, but yeah. So I was, I was very nervous about that. That still could happen at some point here and soon, <laughs> but uh, cause they haven't revealed what the old Republic stuff was and what that meant. Yeah. But yeah, that was the only one that I was like, please <laughs> <laughs> don't do it don't mess it up <laughs> save me yeah something popped up on my news feed on my phone and it was like one review it was like rise of the skywalkers the worst and then right below it rise of the skywalkers the best and it was from two, like, not great sources. Like, one of them was The Guardian. More and then, like, the other one was something else. And I was like, and I, I, want, I was like, so it begins. <laughs> I was like, what the hell does The Guardian have to say about this? So I, like, I read a paragraph. And they were like, you know what? They really need to get, this is what they quoted. They, they said, they really need to get Kylo and Ray together and give them a room. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> it's not what you can do here. Don't do that. Yeah. We need good characters. Don't mess this up. Yeah, I don't. Until I've seen something especially, but even then, I still don't Yeah. listen too much to critical reviews. Because I like some bad movies. That's... <laughs> As as a writer, that's a uh, a danger or like a like a fear of mine. Um, mm-hmm. Like I just like things that uh, something about it. Just I just really latch onto it, or I see the potential in certain things, or something like that, and I just super enjoy something. That everyone's just like that was the worst movie. Case in point: top five favorite movies. One of them in the top of that top five is Where the Wild Things Are. Mm-hmm. That movie is fantastic. And I grew up with the book. Uh, I can't, yeah, there's a ton with it. People hated, I went to the, see that movie by myself. It was like in high school. Yeah. Just a bunch of kids around me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, people hated that movie. Like hated it. thought it was trash. Mm-hmm um different different stuff like that yeah i'm like well I'm, i hope this isn't a case of me being that way but this is actually a good <laughs> yeah thing that i'm writing but yeah maybe not yeah i mean i haven't seen that movie so i can't really say anything um specific about it but I mean, I guess, like, the last, The Force Awakens, actually, after I, uh, after I watched it, I got, like, it was very, it was sort of, like, romanticized in a way. I feel like the movie sort of romanticized a lot of Star Wars, and it just, like, hit me so hard, and, like, I started, like, I started writing a bunch of stuff, because, like, I've, I've, like, tinkered with a lot of writing for, like, a while now. Like, I've written on and off since, it's like, 14, 
13. Oh, wait, no. I started before them. <laughs> I had, like, this really weird, awful story, but it was... <laughs> um, yeah. Um, um, everyone starts. Yeah, I started, like, in fifth grade, so it's like, when I was 12 or something. 12, 11, something like that, so... Yeah. How, uh, how did you come to poetry? Curious. Because you're really good at it. Oh, well, thank you. Big, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, you've um, some good stuff. That... I'm trying to think when I started writing poetry. I don't think there was like a specific time. Um, I mean, I'm sure there was. I just don't remember it exactly. Um, Do you remember, like, reading? And you're like, oh, this is a cool format or, you know, like... I I think I did read poetry at some point. I know I started... I think, it, I, think I started writing poetry in, like, what was a few years after, like, I wrote that, like... Or not really wrote. I wrote, like three pages of that garbage story <laughs> um but like uh maybe around when i was like 14 or 15 something around there um i just sort of used it as an outlet for just writing whatever and and then i sort of dropped it for a bit you know writing in general as well as poetry and then yeah. picked it up again when i was like 17 16 and then i'm picking it up again <laughs> so yeah i sort of stopped senior year um but now i'm just finding little bits of time where i can write some poetry because it's like easy sometimes to just slam down a poem take my artist hammer and bang <laughs> i still like that i like that uh whatever out of four yeah the artist hammer <laughs> taking my artist hammer making my mark on this <laughs> yeah i like that yeah yeah well you mm. you got some good stuff i mean you, you don't post as much poetry which is a shame i think you should post some more <laughs> so here's the thing um like i still don't know what poetry is uh, I don't either as far as like writing it goes like I uh, I've tried to figure it out and I've, I've different times I'm like yeah I think I got a good grip on it and then like joining the writer server was okay. like uh it's like okay I've no I've, I've had no idea I don't know I don't know how to explain it it's just a it's a very because I write music I don't mm -hmm. No, yeah. none of, nothing I've posted is like a it's all intended for my music and so mm -hmm. what's the difference between a poem and a song then or you know what I don't know I think so I've always had a limit with writing because of that yeah well I mean the the gap between a poem and a song is very very narrow in my opinion Word. there's like not much you just end up having some instruments, <laughs> especially if it's lyrical. But I mean, even yeah. non-lyrical songs, you know, you could easily like, and I'd also, it's also the same way with visual arts. 
so like i i really like photography and like there's been times where i've like taken a photo and been like oh this is this is a poetic sort of photo oh for yeah. sure yeah, yeah i feel that and been like yeah. oh i could i could totally write a poem about this flower i was actually thinking about this in the shower this morning i was thinking about uh a photo I took in California of these flowers. And I was like, wow, there's a poem. And it's just sort of like popped into my head. Word. Sometimes they just sort of appear out of nowhere. I don't know. They do. Yeah. They're just there. I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> the muse meets you. <laughs> Sometimes. But you can't always wait on the muse. Sometimes oh, yeah. you gotta. But you can cultivate a relationship with it. That's the, yeah. the side that people don't talk about. You yeah. can definitely get on good terms with it. and Definitely. Yeah. It becomes easier to hear it whisper in your ear. <laughs> and when it, yeah, when it respects you and, and sees that you're responsible with your craft and are doing something with it and get a little woo with it, but uh, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I've always, yeah, I mean, when did you start your writing extravaganza? Um, with So it started with music. Well, in high school, I'm a pretty emotional guy. And so in high school, I had wrote some, like, stories. I Again, like, I don't know what a poem is. So some, like, story-ish thing. Uh, notes on Facebook um, and they're poetic but they're also kind of prosy as well I don't know started with those and it was just like venting um, and then I tried to write a song and it was like to like a it was uh, Trevor Hall's uh, Angel Rays uh, from LimeWire had some like instrumental version of it downloaded and wrote this song to it. And it's just like the slow acoustic, oh, the worst song in the world. It was terrible. <laughs> I still have it in a notebook somewhere. It's really bad. It's like my but, first right? story. Yeah, that's what, it was exactly what I was thinking of when you were saying that. Um, but then I got into rap. I kind of talked to Job about this. Uh, but I got into rap, my, my senior friends made me freestyle. And so that got me into rap. And then I was freestyling a ton and could go for minutes and minutes and loved it. And I decided, oh, I could, I could maybe write. And then some relationship stuff happened. And then it really like the, the words were there and and I found a couple producers like Clams Casino and Sholomo and whatnot, you know, that I've talked about a bit. Yeah. Um, and it was just, yeah, it just flowed. Um, so like, I can't freestyle with crap now because <laughs> I like stopped doing it completely and yeah. just started writing. Mm -hmm. And so that was 17. So it's been 16. It's been about 10 years. Yeah. So I yeah, did that for a bit and then gave it up a couple times. Since I was a little kid, I've always thought in like music videos when I listen to music. 
I don't mean yeah. just like sitting in the car looking out the window and you like, you know, like the cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, music video. No, like I would like, I would like put on my headphones and my Walkman or little CD player thing and, mm-hmm. and like walk around the house and like put on my jacket and like go out, you know, like I had like a scenes of this music video. So I always loved music videos. Yeah. And so with rap and with developing that and trying to, was always that aspect of it. So I'd always have like, you know, I'd always just see these cool little music video ideas. And so I'd jot them down on my phone. And then uh, after some gnarly love story stuff happened, that'll come up someday. Um, I uh, had this music video that just like a vision, like just out of nowhere, super vivid. And me and my buddy, Matt, and it was like, a, he's a drifter, drift racer with a formula drift. Mm. And so it was going to be like half showcasing his driving and half showcasing me rapping. Um, it was like a cool blend of that kind of thing. Nice. But it was in the middle of this like scenario, like they're all messed up and, and in the storm and they're all bloodied and have guns and like save this. That was just a weird in the middle of the story like the end of it wasn't the end the beginning of it wasn't the beginning mm-hmm. and then slowly it developed to um another music video for a different song it just came to me of like the before it leading up to that and then again after that another music video was leading up to that At that point i was like okay i need to figure out this whole story and so i started <laughs> really leaning into it and went back like five different songs with these scenes and then went forward from that first one a couple i was like wow this is like this this cool short story um and i talked to my dad about it and he was like and i said something about it being a movie uh and he's like "Eh, i don't know bud Uh, (laughs) like i'd like it but uh, i don't think there's enough here for a movie Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll show you one off and like quickly turned it into a movie. And then it turned into two movies and then it turned into three movies and then four movies. And it stayed at a tetralogy for a little bit. And then as I was the universe behind it started forming and I really started leaning into this whole last day universe. And then it turned into eight movies. And that's where it's, uh, or seven movies, sorry. Or no, it turned into eight movies. And then I brought it down to seven movies. <laughs> since then, I'm still, it's, that'll be like a, you know, my, my baby. <laughs> if that ever does come to fruition. But um, yeah, it developed into like comic books, books, video game I have plans for like RPG kind uh, tons of different stuff shows movies like endless I, I could get lost in the middle of I could get stranded on a desert island for I could be immortal and get stranded on a desert island and never run out of stories to like go through in my head in this universe yeah. like it's that's a really cool aspect of it but that yeah. was what that was what launched me into this whole screenwriting thing. 
Yeah. Um, I was not learned at all before yeah. that. Like that was like started writing that and then sent those six or so scenes that I first had, sent them to my buddy. And he was like, it's cool, but um, like, it'd be cool if you divided it into acts, you know, so that it's easier to read. And I was like, and I went to, I should have known. I had really good English teachers, really good education in high school and middle school and stuff before I flunked out. But I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll split it up into acts. So then I split it up into like 10 acts because I was like, you know, like chapters kind of thing. Like yeah, not yeah, yeah. thinking in that mindset at all. And then he's like, uh, that is not really what I was talking about. This isn't, this isn't the, you need to, you obviously need to do some where I'm like, okay, Joe, fine. So then I found that film courage. Film, uh, they're amazing. It's, I've learned an insane amount from them. Yeah, found film courage and uh, linked into some or tied to some of the main people that they've done interviews with, like Michael Haig. Uh, and it's, yeah, that was a crazy education that I got um, for free. Yeah. Um, and as I'm writing this, as I'm trying to do this, I'm, you know, as I'm, I'm exploring my imagination and my voice as a writer, just free exploring the story, not planning it out at all, not outlining it, just letting it happen. I'm also yeah. learning all this stuff. So I'm going back through it and fixing things and making it better. And like, I don't know, it was a cool way to, to get an education in this realm. Yeah. yeah, that was, that's my story is as getting into screenwriting goes <laughs> nice yeah. yeah yeah more complex than my little poetry story <laughs> similar but, um yeah i mean you're also what 18 yeah yeah so that was, <laughs> i, I hadn't even started for... yet <laughs> so you're good man. yeah i got a head start i guess <laughs> yeah and like I feel like I, like, I don't know much about poetry really either. Like, I just write it. I mean, I know, like, there's, I know, like, some of the techniques and stuff, but generally speaking, I don't apply anything. Usually, like, if I just have something going, like, in my head this morning, I had that going. You know, it's just going to be a free verse poem that I'm just going to make it sound good and whatever, you know, or just write it down and, maybe it'll be gritty because that's what poetry sometimes is too. Yep. Yeah. It's just like, a. I mean, I don't think anyone really knows what poetry is. It's just sort of a amalgamation of whatever's really in your brain. That's sort of how I, I think about it. It's just like a, it's a con- conglomeration that I'm like, Oh, words, here we go. <laughs> so. I, uh, can't remember which one of the recent ones you posted i totally read in uh in that bukowski voice oh whoever that the narrator is for that because the way that you talked was i i saw what you were saying um how you guys are similar (laughs) yeah i've liked it i've liked his stuff so much 
I'm trying to think of which one. I feel like I know which one you're talking about. It's really like heavy and melancholic, but he's, I know <laughs> it's so good as well. I go, I go for that sometimes. Um, I've been trying to maybe light, write a little bit more light and fluffy. Um, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm going a little bit too dark. Uh, <laughs> well, that so yeah, that was a. I kind of stopped sharing some things for that reason like i'm a super open guy like i am mm-hmm. uh I'll, I'll i'll share my secrets um yeah but it, it you know i can be too heavy all the time kind of thing you know i can i don't know i don't want to bring people down or anything like that so oh, it's think, uh yeah i think it was the lost and found one um but yeah that one, that, yeah, now that I'm looking at it, yeah, that's one. <laughs> I'm just looking at the first couple lines, and that's a, that's a toughie. <laughs> yeah, that bluebird one from Charles Bukowski. I get, oh man, that was, yeah, that's a. Uh... I got chills the first time. I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's that is to be pondered on definitely. by all, I think. Oh, yeah. Maybe not. You know, maybe it's just some of us that <laughs> that applies to you. But that, yeah, that, that's what I love about poetry. No, I don't know what it is. That's the, oh. the thing. It's a similar thing to story of, like, it reaches to it, it bypasses the head and goes to the heart. Yeah. Um, a good story. And Definitely. so it, it, and with, with poetry, especially though, like it's yeah. illogical and it's romantic and it's over the top, but it yep. is exactly what it takes to skip this BS yep. and make it here. So it yeah. actually resonates the way it's supposed to. And, and, can then come back up into the head. Definitely. Get those gears turning with some emotion behind it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, one of the main things I love about being in that writer server. Like I'm just yeah. a lurker, but like, oh <laughs> yeah, man, people write stuff that like, thank you. Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's helpful. It's really helpful in a strange way. Yeah. Voth's got some good stuff. Sherry's always got, good stuff she's been writing for a lot. yeah she's she's always got good stuff going whatever she puts on there it's like it's golden it's perfect it's like yes <laughs> i don't know if you've seen uh tyler uh the i've seen some of his yeah crat or whatever yeah uh, his brain is awesome i love the some of the stuff that he comes up with yeah it makes me like have to think deeper that's one thing i like about all of it as well as everyone makes me think Mm -hmm. not straightforward Um, yeah so the feeling is whatever it does in here is straightforward you Mm -hmm. feel it it affects you it it does its thing but to understand it you kind of have to like sort through it and yeah yeah saying what just happened to me because of this yeah yeah that's why that's why i love poetry because it's like logical 
but so nuanced as well. You you don't really know what it is. It's like, yeah. but no one does. It's like, where where is it? Like, where does it lie in my brain? I don't know. Yeah. Or yeah, my then, heart. Or then, like, is my understanding the same as his understanding or her yeah. understanding? You know, whoever the author is, what they yeah. were intending, and does that matter? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. There there's so many ways to interpret it, and that's how I always try and write. You know something that's there's many ways but sometimes like i like to have it like there's always like sometimes i like to write where it's definitely one theme and you can know it but there's like a lot to say about it and there's different ways to pull it out i guess but then sometimes i like to just be totally nuanced and confuse myself while i'm writing it (laughs) There's songs that I've written that I go back through and I'm like, what was I saying here? <laughs> like some deep double entendre or something. Yeah. Like, what was I getting at? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are the good stuff. When you, but I mean, I, I always write to half of it's, most of it's to learn more about myself. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like a lot of times, I think in poetry as well or like the really hard stuff I think in poetry yeah because like there's for the complex stuff there's no like simple you know it's not like a one-word answer it's it's a lot to go through and sometimes it's like but I feel like poetry you can always like it's like condensing all of that hard complex stuff into sometimes three lines with haikus you know yeah for real haikus are fun i haven't written one in a while have you heard about um the spam haiku uh database about this the spam meat i love spam what's uh what is this there's a there's a database of uh haikus about spam Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to find that. <laughs> Sam's bees knees, dude. Sam <laughs> rice and eggs was like my go-to in Hawaii. That was my Sunday breakfast tradition. Oh, I always go for cheesy scrambled eggs with sriracha. There you go. <laughs> That's my go-to. Throw some spam in there. <laughs> it could go for spam yeah it's a bad rat man and people just it have eaten it uncooked so they think it's gross it's i find it good in all ways <laughs> but i don't have it very often so i can't comment too much <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna look it up <laughs> got you intrigued <laughs> Yeah, Jordan Peterson talked about it because he was talking about how creative restraints can be helpful because haikus are so restrictive. You only have 575 for syllables each line and (laughs) It's by MIT? (laughs) Really? MIT.edu. 
now with over 19,000 spam coup. <laughs> oh my god. Spam coup of the book. Oh Tranquil god. reflections on lunch and loaf. <laughs> oh man. Beautiful. <laughs> that was a wonderful word. I like it. <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah. It's good stuff, poetry. Yeah, I'm a fan, even though I'm a, I'm a bit of a lurker with it. Oh, you outside just of looking it. in, but. You need to just let it go. Yeah, we'll see. See if I can. I'll try. I think you got I'll it. Take that encouragement. I think you got it. In you. It's. I think it's in everyone. It's just they don't want to do it. I mean, you're already writing, so you're like halfway there, in my opinion. I was gonna say, yeah, it's there's uh, just a, a learning requirement or practice requirement for most things. Yeah. And so, once you know, once you get it, once you've done it. Yeah. You understand it, then I'm sure it's a lot easier. But poetry is, I don't think there's much of a barrier of entry, entry at all, you know? Yeah, but there's still like good poems and bad poems. Yeah, but I think it's hard to write a bad poem if you're tapping into yourself. Word. Word. So it just cut from just like trying to emulate someone or just coming from an unauthentic place is when yeah. that okay yeah yeah i think so yeah or if you're just like if you're just not putting it yourself into it i think or there's just like a piece of, yeah i think there's like a piece of everyone in what they write if it's a poem you know word it's just like how it is i think for poetry hmm. i think for like a lot of things creative like artists, you know, when they're painting incredible stuff, you know, they're pouring themselves over this for hours and hours. That's true. Same with writing. It's a craft. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, even with like woodworking or something, yeah, you're putting your yourself into it, your artistry, yeah, your authenticity. I can dig it. <laughs> I like that phrase. I can dig it. You're always funny to to read uh what you say <laughs> when you're texting. It's like <laughs> I think yeah. if like I didn't even see what you like like if I didn't even see like Caleb Heidegger, I would be able to tell who it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, probably, and a bit of that is probably some foreign me wanting to be unique. But I just there's certain words that I like, that <laughs> unique words. I'm like, why don't people use that? That is a <laughs> wonderful word. Or some stuff from Hawaii just kind of uh, latched on to the max. Like kind, like I, it's yeah. like a, Fashio, a detriment. That's your other. <laughs> yeah, <for sure>. <laughs> that uh, one always makes me laugh. <laughs> it's good though. With that, I always feel like if I if I say faux show, like F O A, oh. <laughs> I feel like uh, 
maybe it's not from the office but michael scott whatever the actor yeah some role that he plays it's like oh show oh yeah Yeah. might be great (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's what i think of so i'm like oh yeah change that up (laughs) word word yeah i got my catchphrases but they're useful yeah they spice it up Everyone's speaking yeah. such simple English, and then you're like, "Fasho." Try to figure I'm this like, out. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, with the internet, communication on the internet, it's so impersonal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I already, the the stuff that I talk about and whatnot, I can already get misunderstood pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my opinions and stuff. Um, so without yeah. context or the emotion that I'm trying to convey, uh, I can get misunderstood and I hate being misunderstood. Um, I don't think anyone likes that. Well, it's, yeah, it's just been a big thing, but yeah, so that leads to, you know, um, just trying to being overly conscious about that, trying to yeah you know be cheery or be whatever emotion i'm trying to actually get across because so much miscommunication happens with texting typing you know yep that's why twitter okay someone's like someone hears okay and then someone else hears okay you know it's just like yeah that's why twitter i think is the dark awful place that is because you also can't write a whole lot so you just have this like restriction on complex ideas so just like and you're like how do i squish all of these things i want to say into all this and then sometimes you have to throw some stuff out sometimes you have to throw stuff out so yeah yeah I don't ever go on Twitter. <laughs> I made an I account. Had a, I had an idea for a, for a platform or whatever um, that I'd put some develop into. I mean, not like actual development, but like logistics, <laughs> planning, scheming, yeah. and whatnot. Um, for like a spoken, like kind of like a mix between like uh, Voxer. Mm-hmm. You seen that? Um, it's like a walkie-talkie kind of app okay you can just like record a voice message not just like walkie-talking back and forth but it's like messages that you can like Mm -hmm. replay um so like a mix between like voxer and twitter um which adds in voice which adds in inflection and person but and yeah you know um it, it creates or it, it keeps the humanity in it because something with the computer screen yeah when when there's not this the, at least this level of you know connection or something similar yeah. yeah we just dehumanize um yep. strangely and not like in a malevolent way it's just like a natural thing it seems like if you look at the internet the phenomenon that's happening it just kind of seems like a that's just the way we kind of operate if there's not that personal connection we don't treat them with 
personhood in mind. I don't know. Because most people would never say the stuff that they say. Yeah. I mean, like, would never yep. say that to someone. Like, that's no. ridiculous to say yeah. to someone in person. Yeah. For some reason. So, yeah, adding a, a personal element back into social media, I think, would be hugely beneficial. Um, yeah. But, you know, maybe maybe the division is profitable. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It gets people uh, riled up and then they get engaged and then they're like, ah, oh. <laughs> let's take to the streets and riot <laughs> over this tweet. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's why I like about this Discord so much. Is that people are nice, kind all the time. Yeah, it's a breath of fresh air for sure. Um, yeah. Whenever I go to other discords, it's like, whoa, this is what you guys do over here. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is how you operate. Like, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much reference for discord. Um, like I, when I play like squad or something at my friend's house, me and him would be on the discords, but it'd yeah. be like on my friend's discord. Uh, and I'd only use it to talk while I'm there. I didn't understand it, but then finding PVK and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. well, at first it wasn't the first I was not going to join it cause it was, I was, uh, it seems like a just super Peterson group, mm -hmm. um, which I'm just not, you know, mm -hmm. I dig the dude and there's, I've learned a ton from him and whatnot, but I'm just not like the, in that side of, you know, this group. Um, I just don't care much for it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, eh, yeah, like I'm, that's probably not something I'm going to do. But yeah. then finally saw the person person side of it with like Luke and Jeff and uh, Job did a conversation. I was like, okay, I like this. This <laughs> I would like to be a part of. Yeah. These are, this is useful. But yeah, that's, this is my intro to intro to discord. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm a pretty big Peterson person, um, but I, I don't really like his politics stuff. It's, I feel like Lord. it's just not where he should be. It's not his specialty. Mm. I mean, I think he has decent things to say about it, but yeah, it's not his realm. <laughs> yeah, my my intro to him and what I really value him for is uh, the uh, the psychology side of things. Um, like, right? I mean, he he got me into a lot of this stuff. Uh, but it was because I was coming from like learning about Jung and, yeah. and kind of, uh, oh, okay. coming into that and then hearing some talk he did some short like clip of a class, um, where he's talking about some psychology and I was just like, when you first hear of that stuff, like how the brain works, it's like, this is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then I think I had saw his Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah, that's how I got into him. But I think I I found that because of 
what's his name? The the guy uh Eglio Tepe or whatever, the the comet. Um Oh Pepe. The what? the frog? No 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 the oh. the I can't remember his name. Um like thirteen eleven thousand years ago. Um a comet hit an asteroid hit earth um and seems to have hit earth and caused a global flood um and so he does a lot of stuff with like the lost the lost civilization you know how advanced we might have been before that or you know all that kind of stuff um and so it was just a super interesting take and then I think the Peterson one was in the recommended as well. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I've recently been, oh, check that out and watch that. <laughs> and that was where he introduced his biblical stuff um, yeah. where he was talking about that stuff. And I was like, huh, so he has this whole other side. And so then I dove into that and not dove into it, but, you know watched it's hard to dive into that yeah a lot of really long videos and at that point i was short attention span (laughs) Um, watched a couple of them and and i've gone through some like hippie woo phases in my youth and so i've learned to question questioning things you know question where people are coming from why they're coming from that way what they're really saying you know uh yeah. And so I just, I was like, man, I'd, I would really love to have a pastor's point of view on this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think it would be really beneficial to, to, yeah, be, have a guide through this. Um, Cause you know, there's some, you can get led to some crazy places um, with yeah. that kind of stuff with, you know, conscious or uh, collective unconscious and all this Jung stuff. And then just going into symbolism and, so then I typed in probably like Jordan Peterson pastor <laughs> review or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and up pops Paul. And yeah. that was game over. It was like, this is the dude. This guy yeah. gets it. <laughs> and, uh, and I stayed, it's funny. I stayed uh, different than most people. It seems I stayed for his um, throughout the year or so. Uh, his sermons, uh, his, um, what are they called? Uh, prep for Sunday. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, rough draft for Sunday. Those were like what kept me um, coming back because was have been moving around, doing different stuff. So I haven't been like super attached to my church. And so that was a way for me to like have my church yeah. when I'm on the road and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, that was my intro in. Yeah. Mine was more sudden, I guess. I mean, I didn't really know Paul. Um, basically, I had been on a Jordan Peterson public Discord that was attached okay. to a subreddit. And I was like, this sucks. This is like just memes and other mm-hmm. garbage. There is no like constructive stuff. Although, I went back a couple of days ago and they definitely have better stuff now. They seem to be like 
using voice channels more and stuff like that and right. other stuff has cropped up so it's not it's better now <laughs> um but it seems to be i haven't really delved into the content too much because i'm more focused on this discord now um yeah. but <laughs> basically after i posted that um thing on reddit uh job and some somebody else um dm'd me on reddit and was like hey here's a discord invite really yeah to and they were both i i checked they were both to that server and i think it was just luck because job said that he didn't go on that like he doesn't didn't go on reddit that much and it wasn't like a big post either like it only got like a few upvotes and it had like a few comments so it was just like luck, I guess. Meant to be. <laughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> That's way cool. Yeah. Huh. So I hadn't really watched like that. much of Paul. Yeah. Um, but I've watched more of his now. I think he popped up in YouTube algorithm at some point, but I was like, bah, I don't want to watch a pastor talk about <laughs> Jordan. I want to interpret it for myself. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the. For me, it it's been good to um. With this, these topics, with all this stuff that's being talked about, and and even before, uh, before Verveki happened and the whole meaning crisis, it was you know kind of isolating of like I don't really have. Very many people that I can talk to about this stuff. A couple, maybe. Um, and then after the meaning crisis, whole things kicked off. And and I started going through. That was what actually brought me back to Paul. So I kind of stopped watching stuff for a while. But then he did one video talking about Verveki. And I decided to watch his like Aquinas and Arist- or Aquinas oh, and I didn't know video. Oh, I didn't know on that. Um, I've watched it and it was like, it hooked me instantly. And so yeah. I just started, went back to the beginning. It's like 17 or 16 something in the, in the series. Yeah. And uh, just went back and started binging them all for like this summer or whatever. I was just yeah. every day watching at least one. Um, but with yeah. it, with that type of information and stuff, it's like, this is the most niche topics ever like i have no one that i can talk to about this stuff or yep. even begin to talk about this stuff because it's so loaded you have to have conversations to be able to have conversations yeah you know yeah. uh so discovering the discord was like uh yeah i always said that it's like an oasis yeah you know, all of us are just wandering through this desert that's a good yeah oh no they found this oasis and England yeah. and people are heading off in their own directions sometimes yeah. and yeah my my analogy was the casino yeah i like that yeah well i like your your oasis that's like a different sort of perspective it's a little bit less dark because casinos are a little <laughs> bit uh a little bit bad but in a way it's also sometimes addicting for me sometimes i'm like oh just gotta check discord is there anything new <laughs> yeah 
Well, I mean, hey, with with an oasis though, it's uh, uh, you're not that's not the destination. Like, it's yeah. something you find in the yeah. middle of the desert. Yeah, you know, along the way. Yep. So it's a little bit of that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can be. It can become a social media yeah. kind of thing. It's the best social myself, media. <laughs> find myself clearing clearing channels. Yep. So it's like yep. new posts, and I like just to you have it clear, <laughs> like just to be a perfectionist or whatever. Yes, I do. Even that. if I don't read it, I'm just like, okay, I need to clear yep. this. Like, the freaking channel. What you're gonna do? I, I usually go to the bottom, and then I go back up right. to like understand the conversation. <laughs> In reverse order. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so, weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, huh, figuring out as you go, like, yeah. how did we get here? Huh. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. A similar, yeah similar it's, it becomes like a mystery <laughs> story. It's like, yeah. how did this happen? <laughs> and then sometimes it's been like a conversation that's going for two hours. Yep. So you're just like, I don't think this is going to end. All right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But such a good place. Yeah. It I'm... truly is. It just, it's great. What you were saying about like conversations, like you've had to have like the conversations to have the conversations, but it's also yeah. like the background knowledge. Like most people know Peterson. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually not very familiar with Verbeke or, Pajo, yeah. yeah i'm actually good i've told myself i'm this winter break i'm gonna go into them a little bit but Lord. um so i'll have to you know update myself i guess a little bit <laughs> i'm for me asleep. yeah for me Riveki was like a like i didn't go to college or anything um, yeah. most definitely didn't study philosophy in college uh, <laughs> yeah and so yeah, a lot of the video, a lot of the videos or the series was a like a a run through of like the history of philosophy, um, and you know some ontology and some different stuff as well, um, theology, uh, and and theology that relate to philosophy, I guess. But and yeah, a bunch of different stuff. Um, you know, cognitive sciences yeah. is what he is. So. Uh, so it was super helpful for me to, to begin to learn a language, you know, and, and learn all this stuff so that I can, even if I had the people to talk to, yeah. uh, I don't even know if I could have had the conversation to have the conversation. Like I didn't even, Hey, at first I didn't even know the stuff, you know, it was all just subconscious intuition and, and what I was feeling, um, mm-hmm. you know, things that were working out in me that I wasn't conscious of but the other thing after that was like it's a language to learn yeah you know like all the terminology is super helpful in my opinion but it it takes time to learn that and Mm -hmm. and until you learn it it's like whatever you just said (laughs) you know (laughs) thank you maybe (laughs) it's like uh you know the stuff people talk about it's like yeah, I, that sounds profound, and sure, you're right, but I have no idea what you guys are talking about with all these super niche words that explain these concepts and 
So it's super helpful in that way. Um, yeah. So I appreciate you, him. Yeah. So did you have like a religious background growing up or anything? Or? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Check out, check out my, I did a pretty good talk with Job. Oh, yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So that goes through. Is it a long story? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's yeah. That was only part one, and it was oh, just wow. the, uh, just the, yeah. We haven't even gotten to my testimony. That's the thing. Like, we ended it, and people probably think I'm a felon who's an agnostic. Who, <laughs> you know, like I afterward, I was like, yeah, we probably should have gone a little bit further, so that people didn't think I was just some crazy super, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the come look how dumb Caleb is show will continue some point soon. <laughs> Check out that, that podcast. It's yeah. Explains that. But yeah, I, I, yeah, was very religious growing up. Um, but walked away hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's fair. Yeah. What about you? Uh, grew up Catholic. I sort of distanced myself. Um, past two three years most of high school more or less um but i'm sort of coming back um it's it's been interesting but it's been a good thing i think i haven't had any reason what's that sorry well i haven't had any reason to (laughs) distance myself again did you distance yourself from the church or from the faith you know I think mean? both. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I went to mass, but I wasn't like into it. I wasn't like, I was like, eh, yeah, I was just going through emotions. I was just like, whatever, you know, you're saying this great stuff about Jesus. I'd rather be home studying or not studying, probably just watching YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> so. Word. Yeah, but a lot of it's now, like, community as well. Because, like, with high school, I, you know, I had, like, I'd been with these people since, because I was, like, in the public school system, I'd been with a lot of these people since kindergarten. So it's, like, but, you know, now I'm, I mean, I have my friends as well who aren't religious, but I'm also, like, oh, maybe I can make some, you know, friends who are Catholic. And then you have that basis to build off of them, so. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Community is key. Yeah. I mean, I think some of it was coming to this Discord because I was like, wow, there's a lot more to this than I thought. I also had no idea about the huge mass of um, Protestant branches. <laughs> I, I think I knew there was a bunch of them, but then yeah. I didn't know until yesterday that there were three Protestant or Baptist branches just to themselves. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it's gotten a little tricky, eh? Yeah. Confusing me. I'm just like, guys, just keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about that sometime. There's a future conversation. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I feel like this recording's going to be up in a couple of minutes. I don't know when we started. I meant to set a timer, but 
I don't know. I started at... Oh, do you have it on your phone? Oh, wait. Whenever yeah, I sent you. Uh... Yeah, I should probably end it. It's been a while. Yeah, I think we we got some good stuff. <laughs> Jeff can edit out this little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us on, uh, I guess, this episode of Refining with Randos. Um, yeah. Any last words for the audience? No, I think I think we got the good. Get your artist hammer. Yeah. Make your mark. <laughs> there we go. Word. All righty. <laughs>